Hope you've had a uh, good start to your Christmas. We had a Christmas miracle in the Colgan household this morning. Uh, now, it wasn't the birth of a new child for us. That would truly be a miracle. Uh, it was, uh, we, get to, we get up early and we have the tradition of opening all our Christmas presents together. And I think today, for the first time in history, I had the most presents. Sophie was so shocked, she thought something's gone wrong. Then, then she saw what my presents were and she wasn't as worried. But, uh, but in terms of quantity, I did better than anyone else in the Colgan household this morning. So there you go. I, made, I also made the mistake of uh, saying, being overly positive about a gift given to a three-year-old cousin a couple of weeks ago. And so I got given the same gift as that three-year-old cousin, which was a strange polar bear soft toy. But anyway, there you go. I'll show it to you next week. Let's pray before we look at the Christmas story together. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for the joy of Christmas, the joy of spending time with family and friends, but more than that, the joy of knowing that you have not left us in darkness. You have sent your Son into the world to be our Saviour. And so we pray that as we look at this old, old story again this morning, we pray that we will be reminded yet again of the wonderful truth of Christmas. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, well, today we're looking at, as we just read, the, uh, the announcement of Jesus' birth by the angels. Uh, when our kids were born, it was 20 years ago that our eldest child was born, uh, the world was a different place. You announced the birth of your child by ringing two or three friends, and then they passed it down the chain, and that's how you announced the birth of your child. If you might have paid to put an ad in the paper, uh, I was going to say we did that for all three of our children. Then I asked Victoria, and we actually only did it for our firstborn. So our second two, we didn't even get to putting a thing in the paper. Uh, but very different today. Uh, these days, I mean, clearly we were not excited enough about our children. These days, people don't even wait for the child to be born to make an announcement. They have a gender reveal party. Now, I've never been invited to a gender reveal party, which, which hurts me a little. <laughs> Uh, but uh, apparently, I was, this was explained to me by Victoria, uh, you invite everyone over and then you have to outdo all your friends in how you either show pink or blue to say whether it's a girl or a boy. Now, I had no idea about this phenomenon. Look it up on YouTube. Look it up on YouTube. Uh, they are huge events. If you want the really good ones, go to TikTok. Don't do that, actually. That would be unhelpful. But uh, the basic level event is you get everyone together and then you release all these blue or pink balloons out of a box. But someone showed me a really good one on TikTok where everyone was told they had to wear a white T-shirt and then they were all given water guns and then they had to shoot and they were all full of pink dye so that everyone got turned pink to announce it was a baby girl. The one that takes the cake, and this would be very funny if it wasn't so sad, uh, apparently the big thing is to use fireworks for your gender reveal. And because of that, one couple in California are now facing 30 criminal charges for their gender reveal party because they set off the worst bushfire in the history of California. As I say, it'd be very funny if the outcome wasn't so sad. Now, I am not a great social media person, but if you do that for your gender reveal, what do you do on Instagram or Facebook when the baby is born? How do you, how do you top? They must be incredible. But whatever people do, they will never be able to outdo the announcement of Jesus' birth that we are here to celebrate this morning. I'll take your balloons, I'll take your fireworks, but give me a host of angels any day. That is much better. So we're looking together at that part of the Christmas story where we get the line that we're going to sing in a carol later on, sing choirs of angels, sing 
in exaltation. That is how the birth of Jesus was announced. So come with me to Luke 2. The passage is printed on your outline. I'd love you to follow along. I'm not going to retell the story because we just had that incredibly dramatic rendition from our gifted narrators and actors. I didn't include the gifted word there earlier on. Uh, But here are Mary and Joseph. They, They have been told by an angel of the Lord that their baby is a miracle. God himself, by his Holy Spirit, has miraculously put this baby in Mary. And the angel had told them, you must give the child the name Jesus, which means God saves. And so right from that moment, we know what this is about. God saves. And so as Mary and Joseph arrive in Bethlehem and as the baby is coming, you can only imagine what they're thinking, what will happen? What what will happen when this this baby comes? What will be the the fanfare when he arrives? This is God's son. This is the saviour. The whole world should be here to meet this child and bow down to him and worship him. But of course, that's the thing. No one was there. Uh, There was no room in the lodging place and so God's king is born in obscurity. They wrap him in cloths, they place him in a manger or a feeding trough. Uh, You get the feeling there was no grand announcement because there was no one to announce it to. The only other people there wouldn't have known them. They basically would have been others who'd made the trip to Bethlehem from all over the place who couldn't find a room in the inn either. But of course, that is part of the point of the Christmas story. This baby is the son of God. This baby is the saviour of the world, but he comes not as a king, but in humility. He comes as a servant rather than to be served. As an adult, Jesus would say that. He'd said, the son of man did not come to be served. The son of man is what he called himself. The son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Or in Philippians chapter 2, the apostle Paul talks about Jesus like this. this. He says, Jesus did not consider equality with God as something to be grasped. Instead, he humbled himself. That humility, that lowering of himself began with his birth. But if Mary and Joseph had no one to announce the birth to, that didn't mean God didn't want to make it known. Which brings us to the part of the story I want to focus on. Look at verse 8. The scene shifts out to some shepherds minding their business in a field outside Bethlehem. Here they are tending to their sheep when suddenly, look at verse 9, it says, Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. Now our angel did a perfectly good job before, I'm not disrespecting our our actor, uh, but that is not what an angel looks like. Uh, the, The common response, well it wasn't a common thing to meet an angel, but when it does happen in the Bible... The common response is to drop to your knees in fear, terrified. They were awe-inspiring. They are awe-inspiring beings. They are God's messengers shining with the glory of God. But these angels had not come to strike fear. They'd come to bring joy. Look at verse 10. It says, But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today a Saviour who is Messiah the Lord was born for you in the city of David. And if you jump down to verse 13, it says there was a whole multitude of the heavenly hosts declaring God's praises. See, I don't think we can actually even imagine this scene. I I think unless you you had experienced it, you cannot comprehend the glory of this. You can have all the, the fireworks in the world, you cannot beat this. There has been never been an announcement like this one. 
And so what is it that the angels are declaring? Well, look back with me to verses 10 and 11. They're the key verses I want you to see. Firstly, this is news of great joy for all people. The coming of Jesus is the greatest news that has ever been announced. There's a reason the message of Jesus is called the gospel, which means good news. It's wonderful when you hear your friend has had a baby, you're you're happy for them when they announce it. But this is massive. This makes an enormous difference. This is news of great joy and it's for all people, not just for the parents, not even just for Jewish people, not just for religious people. This news is for everyone. And why is that? Well, it's because of who Jesus is. Look at verse 11. The angels gave the baby Jesus three titles. First of all, Saviour. Second, Messiah or Christ. Thirdly, the Lord. Jesus is firstly the saviour of all people. The Bible is very clear that every person's greatest need is forgiveness for our sin, forgiveness for the way we've treated God and treated one another. Well, Jesus came to bring that salvation, to bring that forgiveness, to save us from our sin, from our guilt, and ultimately from the judgment of God. And of course, if we read on in the story, we know that he saves us through his death where he took the punishment we deserved upon himself. So Jesus came to be our saviour, first of all. Secondly, it says Jesus is the Messiah or the Christ. That word means the anointed one. For over a thousand years before this, the Old Testament had talked about how God would send an anointed one who would rule forever. How God would send a king who would fulfil all his promises, the one called the Messiah or the Christ. So the angels are saying, this is him. This is the one you've been waiting for. But then thirdly, the angels say, Jesus is the Lord. These shepherds could not even contemplate this at this point, I don't think. And I don't even think Mary and Joseph had fully grasped it yet. This baby is the Lord. This is the Son of God who has come into the world. And so what an announcement. Just imagine the the shock for these shepherds. Hey guys, in that town... Over that hill, in that little obscure village of Bethlehem, today, the saviour of the world, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born. And so what did the shepherds do? Well, what would you do if you were them? They drop everything, they rush into Bethlehem to see this child. And when they find everything exactly how the angels told them it would be, look what they do. Look at verse 17. After seeing them, they reported the message they were told about this child And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said to them. So you cannot keep news like this to yourself, can you? They told everyone who was there, this baby is the saviour of the world. This baby is the Lord. And then what else could they do? But praise God. Look at verse 20. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they'd seen and heard, just as they'd been told. And this is the thing with the message of Christmas. This is the thing with the great news about Jesus. If you grasp it and believe it, it changes you. If you grasp it and understand it and believe it, it changes you. Because from then on, the only right thing to do is to live to declare the praises of the Saviour and the Lord. And that's why we're here this morning, to declare His praises. I hope you have a wonderful Christmas. I hope that you have a wonderful time, a joyful time with family, with friends. I hope you get what you wanted.
from under the Christmas tree within reason. But my prayer for you, my deepest desire for you is that you truly know and grasp this wonderful news. That's my prayer. And that you take the time, not just today, but every day, to declare the praises of the Lord Jesus, who is the Saviour of the world. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for the wonderful news of Christmas. We thank you that Jesus came to save us, to be the Messiah, and to be our Lord. And so we pray that today and every day, we might live to declare his praises. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.